Hello and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and on this episode, I'm joined by Pierce Kelly, Head of Knowledge Transfer in Chagas, to discuss the impact of COVID-19. With the current COVID-19, we will be bringing you the Beef Edge weekly. Also, we will be recording this episode and following episodes remotely to encourage social distancing. I first asked Pierce, how has this impacted Chagas Advisory Services? The biggest impact I suppose it has is that uh, we've closed all of our offices and uh, we have a lot of staff now that are, are working from home. Um, and at this time of the year, the biggest impact that that's going to have on clients is that normally we'd obviously have a huge amount of clients that are coming in doing a basic payment scheme, BPS scheme, uh, um, filling out the forms with the advisor. And that's usually done in the office uh, in consultation with the, with the advisor and then the advisor apply, uh, completes it online. Um, for the client and that, so we've had to obviously um, change the way we're doing that, um, and we're uh, doing more all of those really on the phone uh, with the advisor. So the advisor, there's appointments being made with clients, um, so we are still new, obviously doing them for clients, but we're doing them over the phone. As what, what we're asking clients to do, I suppose, in preparation, is that if you know you're going to be having a conversation with your advisor later this week at a, a set time, because there are still appointments being made, but it's just over the phone, but if you know later on in the week that you're having an appointment uh, over the phone, is that um, everyone would have been sent out uh, their land passers and maps uh, in the post from the department. So just check over those, I suppose, first I read them in preparation for that to make sure that everything is in order. And it's still going for the current deadline of the 15th of May, it is. There is a there is an allowance there. It seems at EU level um, that if member states want to change to the fifteenth of June, uh, they can. Uh, but to date, the department hasn't looked for that. And and the big reason we're told that the department don't really want to move that date out past the fifteenth of May is that they want to get the vast majority of people paid in October. And if they as they did last year, um, and if they move the date, the closing date out to the fifteenth of June, uh, it could have an impact on the date that people are paid later in the year. And so they don't really want to do that. So for the moment, what we're being told from the Department of Agriculture is that they're going to leave the date, the deadline, as fifteenth of May. And there has been an extension to the derogation deadline to the twenty fourth of April. In relation to the farmers applying for derogation, how are advisors completing forms for clients? Yeah, again, it's again, it's over the phone, Catherine. Yeah, it's 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 all being done. So people are pulling together records and things like that, and and getting them into into advisors and posting them in and that. But for the most part, it's been done over the phone. Okay, and in order to reduce social contact and the spread of the virus, what changes have Chagas made as a result? Yeah, so. Uh, we're we're closed now. Listen, if if someone really does want to, to, to you know, there are certain cases where you know people have to come in and, and meet an advisor, and we can do that, and and we have the offices set up, um, where we have um, where there's going to be social distance in between the advisor and the client. There's a perspex sheeting um set up in certain offices that that there won't be a huge amount of this, so we've an office dedicated for that where there's two screens where the advisor looks at one screen, the client looks at the other screen, there's a distance kept between them and there's a prospect sheet, as I said, from them. The, the other thing, I suppose, the big thing is that, again, you know, we'd have a lot of uh, farmer discussion group meetings taking place uh, on farm uh, at this time of the year. Um, we have over 5,000 
uh, clients on um, on brief discussion groups alone. So what we are doing with those discussion groups is they're obviously all being cancelled. We can't obviously have those meetings. So what we're doing is we're replacing those with uh, one-hour phone meetings. So those are going to start this week um, and into next week. Uh, people probably haven't had them yet as of yet, uh, but they can expect a call from their advisor um, or a, a text from their advisor explaining how they're going to work. Um, and th that'll be, you know, a half hour to one hour meeting where we'll be having a call with 15 or 20 clients. Those who wish to come on the call um, can come on it and they can talk, they can ask questions and to kind of have a discussion with the advisor. It'll be different, obviously, than a face-to-face -face meeting. Um, but uh, those are going to be the first of them uh, that will be taking place. And and we're, the new the department has launched a new beep scheme. So there's a lot of questions coming in from clients on that uh, around the new beep scheme and uh, for suckler cows and calves. So that'll be the first for the most part. That'll be the first conference call, um, discussion group call on the phone that we have with clients uh, is will be on that in the in the next week or so. In addition to the group calls, how is Chagas planning to transfer information and advice to farmers? Okay, so all, all visits by advisors to clients, individual visits are are not taking place either. So, but if 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 a client does request uh, a visit, uh, we can we can accommodate that. But really, it's only for urgent issues. So, if there's is a really urgent issue, uh, an advisor by appointment can call out and meet or can meet that advisor, uh, meet that client um, in the office. Um, other than that, then it's really going to be through digital uh, format is where we're going to be uh, communicating with clients uh, through um, online, through many of our digital platforms. We have our website, we have Facebook, we have Twitter um, by post. Uh, we'll also have Today's Farm uh, coming out on a bi-monthly and then we have our monthly newsletters as well. So that really, that, that's for the most part is the way it's going to be communicating with people. But this, this is really very new for us too. You know, we've had emergencies in the past. I suppose the one that I remember most back a long number of years ago is the foot and mouth one. But, you know, that was more around animals and, and that. And we were very much confined to offices as well and not having group meetings. But we'd still meet a lot of people and uh, call out to them, but we weren't having group meetings. But uh, this is very different. So we're learning as this goes. We're the very early days of it as well so you know over the next coming days and weeks uh, we're going to see how things things that work well and and and, and things that maybe don't work so well we'll adjust them and format them to, to, to make them work better it is a very worrying time what advice have you for farmers that are currently self-isolating that are at their busiest time of the year calving and lambing at the moment yeah, this is a really busy time on beef and sheep farms and dairy farms throughout the country. So um, I suppose the, the the one piece of advice we're saying to people at the moment is, yeah, a lot of farmers are, are used to working on their own, and that's fine. And they might say, you know, self-isolation, sure, that's not new. I'm, I'm one end of the week to the other end of the week. I don't meet anyone anyway. While I'm on the farm, that's fine. I suppose what we're asking people to do really is that uh, the self-isolation is one thing, but... Um, we really don't know over the coming weeks, you know, how many more people are going to be in, uh, affected by COVID-19 itself and become uh, sick, even mildly sick or, or maybe more seriously sick. And I suppose what we're asking people to do is maybe think about, well, if I became sick in the morning, so if I found out in the morning that um, I had, a, had a, a contacted the, the, the COVID-19 um, and I was going to be ill for the next uh, while, 
who then would step into my boots? Who then would uh, lamb those yours, carve those cows, feed cattle, move stock, uh, do things like that? Is, is it a, another family member who's maybe living somewhere else outside of the, the family home that I'm living in? Is it a, a relation? Is it a neighbor? Is it a friend? Who who is what's my contingency plan if I become sick, and have I thought about that? And maybe I have. I said it to that person that listen, if I become sick, I uh, I'll be looking for you to step in and um, and and take over the reins for me uh, for for a little while until I recover. Um, or if or, or or can I do that for someone else as well? Can I be that person for someone else? And it's it, it's a really busy time of the year for people. So you know what you don't want is a situation where. Uh, if you became ill, having to deal with that as, as well as, as be ill. So have a think about it now. What is your plan? Have a plan A, have a plan B, because what you don't want is that you'd have a plan in that, you know, you've, you've nominated someone else and maybe they're not in a position to help you. What's plan B outside of plan A? Yeah, it's a very important point. And over the coming weeks, while farmers are restricting access to their farms, what hygiene guidelines or protocols can they implement, for example, for deliveries, etc.? Yeah, that's another important one, Catherine. Exactly. The, you know, there's going to be a lot of deliveries on farms and, you know, there's still meal being delivered. There's a lot of fertilizer being delivered at the moment. People are getting different deliveries. I know a lot of the co-ops and a lot of the stores have implemented policies uh, whereby, you know, you, you ring in and you ring ahead and uh, the goods are left out for you or the, you, you go up and you collect them in the yard and that. Similarly, though, where people are bringing in people on, on the farm, where deliveries are being delivered to the farm, you know, the... The common practice now is if someone arrives, you go over and you have a chat to them and, and uh, talk away to them. We can't do that now. And um, the, the lorry drivers who are delivering um, our, uh, things to farms, they won't want that either. They're not looking to have a conversation with people as they drive into numerous different yards. So, you know, if you can, you know, when you're ordering the fertilizer or meal or whatever it is that you're ordering or fencing posts or whatever, you know, you know, give instructions about where they're going to should be left in the yard. So that the, whatever lorry driver arrives, they know exactly where they leave them. They can come in, they can drop them off, and then they can leave the docket with them or where they want, where you want them to leave the docket, or you can get it at another date, and then and then they can head on about their business. So you know we're, we have to do things differently that way. Again, you know we shouldn't be visiting farms, um, other farms if we don't need to visit them. Um, if we have other work people in, you know, not sharing tools, different things like that. Um, you know, electrician for argument's sake has to come in and do something. And, you know, explain what needs to be done, let them come in, let them do it and let them go. You you shouldn't by right need to be there uh, in their presence while they're doing that to limit to limit the uh, social contact. There's some key points there that can be implemented in some simple steps. There are many farmers that rely on off-farm income with the loss of jobs to date and probably more expected. What advice have you for farmers that find themselves in these circumstances? Yeah, there's a lot of, especially in the dry stock side, there's a lot of people who are, are working off farm and who are dependent on an income off farm, uh, both for their own living, but also uh, to pay, make repayments and that on things that, that are needed for the farm, whether it's uh, lease payments or land repayments or just general bills. Um, so <clears throat> with people that are, that, you know, are in a, in a financial position now that, um, they, they, they didn't expect us to find themselves in you know, a month ago. Nobody would have expected to find themselves in a position now where maybe they they, they, they no longer have that employment, even if it is only for a short period. Um, it is going to put stress on finance. Uh, and like any uh, financial um, crisis that happens on a farm for whatever reason, the same advice applies. 
you know, act sooner rather than later. So if that means talking to merchants that you normally owe, uh, that you maybe pay off uh, at this time of the year after a winter before you start buying fertilizer and that, have a chat to them now, explain the situation that, uh, you know, you are going to pay your bill, but you're going to need a little bit more time. Uh, if it's with banks that there's repayments, you know, all of the banks are saying they, they're, they're very sympathetic towards people who uh, find themselves in that position. Um, and the sooner you talk uh, to either a bank or a merchant or someone that you owe credit to, uh, the better. And, and from your own peace of mind, too, to say, listen, I spoke to that person. They know uh, the position I'm in. Uh, they know that, obviously, it's going to be a little bit longer before I pay that bill or pay that repayment um, and that I've made that arrangement and agreed that arrangement. Uh, and it means you can go on then about your business and do what's important in terms of your own health and, and keeping your own farm running. What are the key things that farmers need to be aware of now at the moment that's happening on the farm? Yeah, that is the other side of it, Catherine, that, you know, the coronavirus is one thing, but these are very busy times, as you say, on farms. There's a lot happening. There's uh, cow's and yo's lambing, uh, fertilizer. We've dry week now. I know in the part of the country I'm in and the east of the country, but throughout the country now, things are starting to dry up. Finally, we're starting to see an opportunity to get out, get a bit of fertilizer spread, get cattle turned out, uh, all those things. Uh, need to happen, and and we need to bear that in mind. That at the moment there's there's no there's no um, significant crisis within farming because of COVID. In terms of you know, uh, for the moment the marts are are operating, factories are still uh, processing cattle, and uh, things are still moving. So people need to bear that in mind. You know that the the, the jobs need to be done, uh, um, still need to be um, focused on. And the big one really over the next week or two is getting fertilizer spread if it hasn't already been spread. Uh, and getting cattle out to grass uh, because th- those are the things that are going to have the biggest impact on the bottom line uh, over the coming months and the year. And finally, Pierce, as children are off from school at the moment and I expect some are helping out on the farm, what are the key things the farmers need to be aware of in relation to health and safety? Yeah, that's this is really important. Um, you know, there's... Uh, we know throughout the country that there's kids now home from school. They're they're on farms, maybe even on farms, maybe where they wouldn't normally have. In that there would have been grandparents up the road and that minding them, but with the, obviously grandparents not in a position to do that now. Um, those children now are on on the farm. And listen, that that can be great in one way, if they, in terms of you know people spending more time with their children, and if they can bring them out around the farm and that uh, for a short break, get away from the house and get away from a little bit of this cabin fever. That's great, but really what we're asking people and we're imploring people is you know bear in mind uh, that if they are bringing children out and maybe children uh, some children that aren't that used to being out around the farm because I said they're, they're normally somewhere else and um, being minded in that uh, just bear in mind that you know farms are really dangerous places uh, farmers don't need me to tell them that but it's always worth reminding them they're they're really dangerous places there's a lot of machinery um going on there's slurry being spread there's fertilizer being spread there's cattle being let out um just stand back and think before you do it um you know is this is this safe to do this you know going for a walk up the field uh having a look at cattle and that in your in your presence and that all those things are fine but doing jobs around the farm when the kids are in your presence that really is a no-no, you know, that's that's not really an option. And I know people are under pressure, maybe, to mind children and that, but stand back and think about the bigger picture. Um, farms aren't, uh, working farms, when there's actual work being done, aren't a place to have children. Uh, all, great to have them there on, on when there's nothing happening and for a short break from the house and that. Uh, but uh, other than that, uh, you know, keep kids out of the yard. I think it's fair to say that this is a time when farmers need to support each other now more than ever. Thank you very much, Pierce, for joining me on the show. That's all for this episode and my thanks to Pierce Kelly for joining me on the show. 
You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our Beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.